0: So everyone, so I have some major updates for this past week. I know I have kind of slacked on giving the updates, but it turns out I will be moving out of California. I got into a pretty good MD school recently, and so I heard the news on Tuesday, and I had actually interviewed with this school back in September and I just had not heard anything other than they have a category that's like continuing to be considered and so I kind of assumed that I was going to get a rejection because they hadn't created a waitlist or anything like that so when April 30th rolled around I was like okay well I'm staying in California and going to a DO school but then eventually I heard the news on Tuesday and it was really great news. I was super ecstatic. It changes the whole trajectory of my life to a really great degree. I have to start looking for four-wheel drive, cars, and all these different things that I didn't expect myself to be thinking about. And again, I had gotten into five DO schools and I had really just assumed that I would be going the DO route. I had 10 Dio interviews, and then 3 MD interviews, which I had heard back from one, which was a waitlist, and the most recent one, an acceptance, and I still have yet to hear back from the third school and the last school that I'm waiting for, so, you know, all in all, I feel really blessed, of course, who can complain, 3 MD interviews, 10 Dio interviews, I attended 6 of the Dio interviews, got 5 acceptances, 1 waitlist, and for the MDs, it's been pretty good, no rejections, and, you know, I feel super, super blessed, and I know that I share so much about the hard times in my life on this podcast, but in reality, there's a lot of good moments in my life, and I'm really grateful, and I'm so excited to be going to the school that I am going to. It was literally my top choice through and through. Of course, I had a few schools that I would have probably preferred to go to just because of proximity and easiness of everything, but my partner also has an office in Chicago that he can work out of part-time if he wants to, so that'll be a really good um, situation. So I'll be moving in July. I'm thinking of getting two cars, trading in my current car for a four-wheel drive, and then When I get there, I'll probably have to buy a really, really cheap car just for an addition of having another car there, um, for easiness, if that makes sense. So I'm thinking of spending less than a thousand dollars on, on the second car just to have two cars for us and for him to also have his car in California and then my car and an extra car. So I don't know, there's just a lot of logistical things to consider, but I'm, Really stoked, and I can't say how grateful I am because life there are some curveballs and it doesn't always have a very linear pathway. And sometimes I look at the trajectory of my life and I'm so confused, but I'm so grateful. And this will be a huge change. Of course, I've been in California 24 years at this point, and I'm really excited. Four years uh, in the middle of the Midwest is going to be quite a shift, but I can't complain. Welcome back. You're listening to Chanel Aaron at Sheer Bliss, the podcast about exploring life purpose as an introvert. So I hope all of you all have had a really good week as well and that you're looking forward to whatever's coming your way. You know, it's almost summer. There's a lot of changes that occur for a lot of people during this time of the year. So I really hope that you guys are doing extremely well. Now, as for today's topic, I'm really excited to bring up this topic. And it's really just a distinction between empathy and sympathy. first wanted to give a few more updates before I started the episode today. I am really looking forward to ending my job, but then also a part of me is really nervous. I've worked full time since I graduated. I really didn't give myself a break, so I don't know what I'm going to do with this additional eight weeks of time, give or take. I already signed up for a gym membership outside of work I've taken steps to do the ACA while I need insurance these next few months before school starts. All of it is really big steps for me, and I finished my last day. of five more days of work starting on Monday through Friday of next week. And part of me is just really curious whether I made the right decision to and work that soon. Of course, I was originally having my school in California start in mid-May, so now that it is not going to be starting in mid-May, and I'll be moving to Chicago to start the MD school in mid-July, I have so much time on my hands, and I was originally doing the DO MPH program for this institution, but now I think I'm going to do an MD- and a master's in bioethics, hopefully. So that's kind of the direction that I want to go towards. Of course, uh, the MPH is not going to be an option anymore, but I will be really excited to probably pursue the bioethics along with the MD, and I think it'll be really beneficial. Now, as for the trajectory moving forward, I'm just not sure what I'm going to do with myself for the next two months. There's a lot to physically have to do, but from a cognitive exploration perspective, I'm still trying to figure out the details. So I'll keep you in the loop, of course. So I wanted to talk about empathy versus sympathy today because it is a topic that I think about a lot. I think about this a lot because I wonder... How do people process empathy and how do they process sympathy? And how do they define that in their own lives and how they interact with people? So for me, I wanted to actually find the textbook journal and medical journal definitions of both. So I'll start with empathy. There's different forms of empathy Effective emotional empathy is one form and it is becoming aware of mental states and the observer takes on emotion of another person and they call this emotional contagiousness and it's derived from a German term called Einflung and Einflung means feeling into. So effective emotional empathy is the ability and the opportunity and the not cognitive portion of empathy, which is getting the state of another person and taking on their emotion. I'll give you some examples for that in my own life. So for me, I feel like this is the most common form of empathy that I feel, which is just taking on someone's emotions and this occurs even when the person is not in the same room for me when i'm watching shows where there's really emotional scenes like if you've ever watched the movie i am sam or if you've ever watched say i do that tv show or uh, american idol or anything that pulls at your heartstrings even advertisements that pull at your heartstrings I take on the emotional state of the person and I end up feeling very heavily those emotions to the point where you'll probably see me crying at these things. I think the fact that humans have something called mirror neurons where they can physically replicate some other person's emotional capacity and emotional state is incredible At the same time, it is not a very cognitive process. It's very effective with the A, like, effective emotional process. Now, they say the other type of empathy is cognitive empathy. And for me, this is something that I don't feel like I actively think about as much as the emotional affective form of empathy. Cognitive empathy has been described, according to this journal, as a detached concern or the ability of one individual to understand the experiences of another without evoking a personal emotional response. And it takes the form of two types of perspective taking. Self-oriented perspective taking is, for example, someone expresses to you that there is an individual who has died in their family and then me as someone who's trying to express empathy would imagine what it's like for me to be in your situation and it would form an identification exemplified in kind of putting yourself in those shoes and saying I know how you feel Whereas other oriented perspective taking is imagining yourself out of the equation, but imagining the patient undergoing the patient's experiences rather than imagining yourself undergoing the patient's experiences. So it's very distinct self oriented perspective taking versus other oriented perspective taking. And apparently, according to this journal, other oriented perspective taking is more sophisticated and requires more mental flexibility and it requires oneself to suppress their own perspective and take on another person's perspective when i'm considering myself in in the ways that i take on empathy i have a pretty other oriented perspective of empathy in that i don't really equate another person's experiences to myself in the sense that I'm not imagining myself going through breast cancer or going through cancer or those circumstances it's not me I'm imagining in my head going through those situations most of the time when I'm interacting with people and I feel an overwhelming sense of empathy it's affective and emotional in that sense and then I'm imagining that person going through those experiences and what they will feel like and Imagining what the consequences and the burdens and what they're feeling because of the circumstance. So I don't really input myself into that equation, but it becomes a really interesting discussion when you wonder how other people go through empathy. If they take that self-oriented perspective where they literally imagine that same situation transferred to themselves versus they just imagine the person in the picture going through that emotional experience, it's, it's, a, it's really challenging to, to understand my own form of empathy, but I know that it's emotional empathy is really strong for me and so is other-oriented perspective from the cognitive side of empathy. In contrast, sympathy is defined as a self-oriented perspective and that may also arise from an egotistic motivation to help another person to relieve the individual's own distress. So that's re- that's a really interesting perspective as well. So this is fascinating to consider and then I'll highlight some examples of what I perceive as empathy in my own life and the different forms of empathy I've used in those specific situations and what those have felt like for me specifically. And I wanted to start with this example because it's so impersonal to me because it was just a situation that I found myself in on a day-to-day basis without me evoking that situation. So I was standing in line at Chipotle and this individual approached me and they were wearing something kind of interesting that you wouldn't normally see in Palo Alto. um, In the pretty wealthy areas of Palau, I was just trying to get my Chipotle and the lady inside the Chipotle was just taking her sweet time. It was one of those situations where you had to wait and tell the person your name so that they bring the food out to you. So I was just kind of waiting there and this man, or what I perceived to be a man, approached me and he was wearing a wig that was red and curly, carrying a baby doll, wearing a leotard and very tight clothing, which I was not used to seeing. And sometimes, you know, when something surprises you, your eyes just get drawn to it and you may kind of give a longer glance. And when I did that, he spoke to me and he said, are you looking me up and down? I hope you're not like... And I said, oh, of course I'm not. I, we're all just waiting here because the lady inside has been taking quite a while. Um, and we have to wait here in order to get the order. And when I first saw the person, I felt like I wasn't being judgmental, but I kind of figured the person was within the LGBTQ plus community. I didn't mean to look longer. I just felt like, oh, okay, that's someone that's really unique. And that was the first thought I had. Now, when he told me and asked me if I was looking him up and down, my emotional response to that was, I hope I didn't make him feel like I was doing that. And that was the first emotional response that was kind of like a, probably sympathy. I did not want to make him feel uncomfortable. So, you know, I said things to make him feel more comfortable. So that was a very sympathetic response. And... Then he told me that he was trans and that he had always had a hard time going to classes and college and going through undergrad and high school. People were really mean to him. And then from that point on, I felt like I had then the ability to have cognitive empathy. And from the other-oriented perspective... What this means was that I was not imagining myself as a trans person and trying to see what that experience would feel like being in that, sh- in that person's shoes as myself, but I was in that person's shoes trying to understand what life was like for that person. So I was not adopting that person's situation to myself, but I was still taking on a perspective, but taking on that person's perspective saying what is that person's perspective going through that person and what has he overcome what has he dealt with what has he felt in his life what how have people treated him how has that impacted who he is and and the places that he's been and his experiences and what is life like for that person from a cognitive empathetical perspective You know, and then what that means is I could have come out and said, oh yeah, I empathize with you. I have questioned my sexuality at times. I think that, you know, being growing up in a Christian environment, it's hard because you have to have these certain rules and you can't express yourself in society. I felt the way that society is cruel to me and I know what you're feeling, but that's not what I said because that's not how I processed it. I didn't take and put myself into that self-oriented perspective taking because that's just not natural to me. I don't cognitively empathize with that perspective. I empathize with the other-oriented perspective. So what I told with what I told him was simple. I said, "I understand. I understand the world can be so cruel sometimes." And to him, that was enough for him to know that I had tried to understand who he was, what perspective he had gone through, and he had expressed enough for me to understand from a cognitive perspective that his life had been hard. His life had not been easy. Expressing himself the way he did was a sign of strength. And, you know, it's interesting because that perspective taking can be a split second, but then Once that has gone through and the interaction has passed, as this cognitive empathy perspective, there's a lot of processing that goes through post-interaction that allows you to further try to understand what life is like for people who do not have the same experiences as you. So going back to that interaction, he just said to me, you know, you're really nice that's very sweet of you. People are usually really cruel to me and and I, I understand that. I understand not because I have been putting my shoes into his and trying to imagine circumstances when people have been cruel to me or imagining circumstances in which people could be cruel to me, but rather I have... Been trying to understand his perspective through and through, and that is a form of empathy that I think is pretty powerful. And that is also the reason that I feel like I find myself drawn to people's experiences and people who go through challenging circumstances and adversities because it gives me an opportunity to see the world through their lens. And when people share those experiences with me, it allows me to have better perspective taking from the other oriented perspective so that's also why i feel like i engage a lot with people sharing their stories online whether it's people going through cancer whether it's people going through um transitioning or whether it's people expressing what it's like to be anything like a paraplegic or anything because it allows me to understand their perspective in a way that does not involve me at all. It's about hearing someone's story and understanding how life has impacted them. What are the pieces that have given them pain, strength, happiness, joy, sadness, anger, you know just fully understanding what their experiences are by cognitively taking all the pieces of their story and then being able to understand and feel like you have the, the most refined perspective of what they have been through and what they're going through and what life and their trajectory of life looks like moving forward for them. The weight that that has, the lightness that has sometimes, the joys, the Whatever it is, it's, it's really a powerful process. Now, as for, I'll give you another example. I mentor this girl and I mentored her for about a year now. And she is within this program called CAFÉ, court appointed friend and advocate. You can look it up. I'm not going to go through the details, but there's one day that she reached out to me and said, I need to talk to you. And at the time, from a a sympathy perspective, there are times that I'm like, oh my god, I just need to deal with this so that I can get this off my plate and I can focus back on my life. And I don't deny that I have moments of sympathy where my primary goal is to eradicate the problem so that I can get back to my own life. But when I start to engage with people who have or or are going through things, sympathy becomes a back-end process for me. I'm not really engaging with that anymore. So when she called me and I picked up and I was FaceTiming her, she told me that her partner had broken up with her. And immediately when I saw her crying, even through the phone, I had the effective emotional empathy, which was... I took on her emotions I started crying was I embarrassed that I cried also with an 18 or 17 year old um, who I was supposed to be mentor yes I think I was embarrassed but at the same time I think it demonstrated to her that I cared and that I felt the emotions that she was going through maybe not to the same degree but the ability to take on someone's emotions is pretty heavy sometimes and It is not something that I think is healthy all the time, but in certain circumstances, it shows the person that you care, even if that's not the ultimate goal. It's almost as if by proxy emotions and by proxy emotional states are powerful in itself because it has the ability to demonstrate more than words can that you care, and I think that's something that I feel like it can be a weakness to me at times because those emotional states of other people, I can take on very much so anger. I can take on rage. I can take on impatience. I feel people's states to that degree. And again, this effective emotional empathy is not a cognitive process. It's a mere neuron process where you're You're processing what other people are unintentionally. So that's something that I always have tried to work on more so now than than I have before because I don't always want to be (laughs) displaying the, the same emotions that someone else is, especially when it's not appropriate to do so. So anyways, so when she told me that this happened... I expressed first sympathy and then translated that to emotional empathy when I saw her on the phone and then then it became a little bit of self-oriented perspective taking because I had been through those experiences before of being cheated on or dumped or whatever and so I was definitely expressing to her that I had been through those same situations but then I asked further questions to understand how to have her perspective on the situation which translates to that other oriented perspective so what i was asking her is how do you feel about the situation right now what do you need from me what is your perception on this experience what do you feel like you're going to do moving forward and how has this impacted your day to day for example I know he was your best friend. I know he is someone that you saw your life with. I know that you met his parents. I know that he's really important to you. I know that you have to see him in classes moving forward. All of those considerations, I haven't been through them personally. But that is the, again, that's the other oriented perspective where you're you're trying to gather the information to know how to be empathetic towards someone else by gathering all the information without just looking at it through the lens of what you've been through yourself, which would be s- self-oriented perspective taking. Now, the last example that I wanted to provide before I kind of called it a night is this idea where I, you know, I got into several medical schools, like I said, my colleagues and some of my closest friends have been waitlisted or have not heard back and are maybe going to hear back soon but i don't know what the outcome is going to be for them so how am i supposed to be empathetic in those situations and how do i differentiate my response to them with empathy versus sympathy it's really challenging. I actually find this to be the most challenging when you are going through the same things with someone, but you have to be cognizant of how you interact with them so that you do not... Especially when you are in a better place than someone at the moment by chance, not because you've earned that better place, but you're ju- you are just are by chance. That How do you still express empathy towards someone? Now, I think... It becomes hard to do so if you're going through the same path as someone, but you end up in a slightly better place. Unfortunately, it's hard to express emotional empathy. The reason why I think that is is because that other person does not want to show you how it feels to be in that situation because they cannot show you outright jealousy. They cannot show you anger. They cannot show you bitterness. They can't show you the disappointment that they have in not keeping up with you in whatever sense. So, to have that emotional empathy is hard because you're not really seeing and feeling the emotions that they can't display to you. Of course, you're going to have people who are toxic and who display very very strong emotions of jealousy, anger, whatever it is. And then in those situations you might not be able to empathize because you're having the emotional response and taking on their state which is which is our negative emotions that are to you so you might in turn feel those negative emotions to that other person so i appreciate it when when this happens when you're going through the same path as someone and they get to a better place than you i appreciate when someone's able to just express outward happiness and joy for you and vice versa if you're the person who is kind of being left behind in some way you express outward joy and happiness for someone else even if inside you may feel all the negative boiling emotions taking on and just being extremely cognizant of how you interact in those dynamics is really important because you don't want to you don't want to bring the the negative emotions into that situation obviously. And you don't want to be the observer that displays or takes on someone else's negative emotions. As for cognitive empathy, this is where it becomes really important because you want to be able to understand what it's like to be another person who who is going through the situation where you're seeing your friend's success is but you're not at that place yet and it's not because that friend has worked harder for it it's just the luck of the draw so for me i don't again i don't think self-oriented perspective taking is great in this situation because you can pretend to understand what it's like and you can say oh if i were in that situation i would be bitter upset angry etc 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 and then you can say oh i know how you feel you know if i were in your shoes i would feel this way too And for someone who is in that position to hear their friend saying, oh yeah, to hear their friend or to hear me say to her, I'm accepted to medical school, but yeah, if I weren't and if I were still on the wait list, I would feel upset with myself too, is not empathetic, really. So again, things like this, you have to take on the other oriented perspective, which is really challenging. It's a fine line. You don't want to express sympathy, which is like, I feel bad for you, I'm so sorry, whatever, whatever. Yet, you don't want to express that you know how they feel, because you don't. You don't understand the full breadth of the, the sort of bitterness, anger, disappointment, all of those emotions you can't really understand to the full degree. Again, to look at this other-oriented perspective, so... It would be like imagining the patient undergoing the patient's experiences rather than imagining being myself undergoing the patient's experiences, right? So for me, what I'm doing here is I'm imagining my friend undergoing this experience and trying to understand how it impacts her relationship with me, her relationship with other people, her relationship with herself, what she feels, what does she feel and how does this impact her and the direction that she's moving in and how can i best be there to support her through this really challenging part in her life where she has to make a decision about her career she has to tell people and explain to people like her her mentors her colleagues her her managers her role models that she probably may have to undergo a different approach in her career or have to analyze how to, how to overcome this setback in her career. How does she explain that to her partner who has supported her over the last few years? How does she explain that to, and again, I'm not saying hypothetically, like these are things that she really has to go through. And these are things that I'm understanding what she has to go through because I'm taking on an other-oriented perspective. How does she tell her parents? How does she explain this to her brother? How does she perceive herself? How does she explain this to her colleagues who may be applying next cycle? How does she feel about potentially having to retake the MCAT? How does she feel about giving up on a dream that, that maybe she should go a different route? How does she feel about celebrating someone's successes when she has a lot of disappointment in in what she's faced over the last eight months. Remember, the medical school process starts in May, and now it's May again. May of 2020, May of 2021. She spent a year feeling these emotions. How, what is that like? And what does that mean for her? Keep in mind, the next step to that is compassion. What compassion is, is The ability and commitment to engaging with someone's experiences with empathy, but then being committed to relieving suffering and reflecting on that and being committed as an individual who is not going through those same exact experiences to being committed to relieving that suffering and being committed to helping someone still actualize their life and being committed to helping someone through the process of adversity with compassion and it's not sympathy it's not from a selfish perse- perspective it's not saying you know i she's jealous of me so that i want to you know not have to deal with someone's jealousy so i'm going to see what i can do for her it's actually understanding the implications that someone's experiences have on their life and their trajectory and then trying to understand how can I help them be their best? Not because I need to feel a certain way, but because I need to make sure that people in my life have the best outcomes. Because that is what creates the best society, and that's that's what compassion is. So that's all I'm going to say for this week. I hope that was just being able to highlight my experiences my more recent experiences on these things i hope that gives you some sense of how do you understand empathy how do you understand sympathy how do you understand compassion how do you go about it in your day-to-day life do you have a natural process of self-oriented cognitive empathy or do you practice or do you naturally engage with other oriented cognitive empathy what do you want to how do you want to engage with patients how do you want to engage with other people in your life through these different forms? Do you have a lot of affective emotional empathy? And if you do, how does that affect your relationships? How does that affect your friendships? Just think of, think about it. I'm so happy again that you guys are here to listen to my ramblings and my perspective on, on life and meaning and purpose. And I'll see you next Saturday. Have a great, fantastic week.